0: to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Well, do you ever feel like digital marketing is this uh, big secret that no one can understand and we can't really figure out how it works and where to spend our money and how do we understand if we're actually making any money on it? I think a lot of uh, business leaders feel this way when it comes to the digital marketing space. And so on today's episode, we've got our guest Daniel Snow out of the New Jersey area, and uh, he's built some very successful companies in this space. And so not only are we going to talk about what it was like to scale those early on, uh, but we're going to uncover some of the secrets that, that are behind digital marketing You know where to start, where to spend our money, how do we determine if it's effective and if it's really working. And uh, so some really great information here this week in this digital marketing space that can sometimes be a bit daunting for us. Uh, As always, if you have any questions, either about something you hear on today's show, or just want to reach out to us uh, with any questions or topics you'd like to hear more about, you can reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Also want to encourage you to subscribe and leave us a review. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll catch you next time. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. And uh, part of being a great employer is is making sure that we have uh, the right presence in the market. You know, we can't be an employer uh, if we aren't building our business, scaling our business, and uh, serving Uh, serving our market and making the presence known that we have. So um, this week's guest is an expert in this space and digital marketing and and building a presence, uh, building a name, building a reputation, and uh, has had a lot of experience with this over the years. So looking forward to sharing that with you. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for coming on the show. And as we get started here, why don't you walk us through your history and experience and just kind of catch us up to what's landed you where you are now?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I, 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 so currently I'm running a performance marketing agency called the snow agency. Um, and there has been a long road to get here, <laughs> uh, prior to the snow agency was running my own e-commerce businesses for the prior three and a half years. Um, that were all scaled pretty large. Our first brand goat case, we scaled from zero to $6 million in revenue in only six months, wow. prior, followed that up uh, with another brand called the perfect where we did. Uh, $12 million in only six months. And then the total three and a half years, we did about $50 million in revenue. So um, I'd already scaled our teams up pretty large, especially because we were actually doing fulfillment ourselves. So at certain points, we had uh, you know over 35 employees in our warehouse. Um, and prior to that, um, I had built this self-serve advertising platform for influencers back in 2014. Um, that grew pretty large. We had celebrities like Cardi B, Rose, Rob Kardashian on it, using it anywhere from, uh, you know, 15 year old with a basketball page that had 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: Wow. Now, so let's go back to some of those early days. Um, you know, that's, that's some really, um, impressive and aggressive growth early on. And you know, so a lot of people out there listening that maybe are in startup mode or or even, you know, kind of have an established business and, um, and they're saying, man, that's not what it looked like whenever I started. You know, obviously, that, that's, that can sometimes be a blessing and a curse. You know, obviously, that's the goal of any business we want to grow and build. But to grow that fast, what were some of the um, challenges or hurdles that you faced whenever you were growing that quickly um, early, early in your career?
1: Um, I would say not having... Um, standards of procedures um, done at at first just because we were growing so fast. We couldn't, you know, take time to create all these different processes. Um, We were kind of just hiring people as fast as we could, throwing them in, making mistakes, telling telling them verbally what to do, Mm -hmm. um, repeating that process until eventually we were able to write it down and annotate and streamlined it. But, um, you know, it takes time and energy and when you're trying to grow really quickly, um, it's impossible to do everything at once. Right. So I would say that was definitely the, probably one of the largest mistakes, um, I could think of. Um, yeah. Well, and, and, uh, you know, the other
0: question I would have in that, you know, most of your career has been in kind of in this, um, this, uh, marketing and reputation space, what prompted that early on? What, what led you in the early days to, um, get into digital marketing and, um, and even now, you know, today, kind of keeping you in that, what's prompted you in that industry?
1: So, um, so in college I got started actually my sophomore year of college. I got started from a simple conversation I had, um, with with a friend, um, during my sophomore year of college during winter break, December of 2012. And he told me that he was making $45 a week on a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a broke college kid, I was amazed. I was like, well, you know, you're making almost $3,000 a year from your phone. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So I left the gym and I made a Twitter account and that's how I got started wow. and, and having a passion um, for, you know, being able to, 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 to grow a business online and reach, millions to tens to even hundreds of millions of people at your fingertips, essentially. Um, It was a lot more appealing doing that than than being a dentist, but what I went to college for. So, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, the other other question I have about the early days is, um, you know, you'd mentioned some of the influencers that you, uh, you know, that were were working with your platform. So uh, how, what were you able to do early on to get that message in front of the right people that were going to be able to use the solution that you had? Uh, how did you get that information in front of them? And, and what was the advantage uh, for them to be using your type of platform?
1: So it, it actually had started in a um, pretty unique way. Um, I already had a very large following on uh, Twitter at the time. Um, and that's where the platform had started. And then mm. when I started using my platform, you know, naturally, everyone in the community, so to speak, wants to know where are you getting these ads from, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so before I let everyone know I own the platform, I was essentially being an affiliate and spokesperson of the platform. So I was letting everyone know I'm making so much money from this platform. Here's my affiliate link. Go join. Where in reality, it was my platform that I was referring them to. And, yeah. Um, but there's a weird thing sometimes, where it's like people don't want to like. If they knew I owned it, I feel like they would have had had more hesitance to use it. As right. weird as that is, because you know, at the end of the day, I'm right. still their peer. They didn't like, I don't know. So that was how I, I eventually uh, I got it kickstarted. And once everyone saw how much money they can make from it, everyone I, I implemented that uh, referral um, uh, component, and then now everyone else was incentivized to get their friends to use it, mm-hmm. and then it started really growing. Yeah.
0: So I, I want to ask about that. You know, I don't know if you thought about it at the time. Um, you know, that that being a uh, uh, the the ability to kind of remove the pride from a, "look what I've built," "look what I've done," but really, it, it's that's exactly you know what you did with that because um, oftentimes as entrepreneurs we tend to make the mistake in the other direction that we want everybody to know. Well, look what I've built. You should try this. Look what I've done. You should do this. Um, was that an intentional decision or was that something you kind of uh, fell into and in recognizing, hey, if I tell people this is mine, they're not going to use it. But if I tell them about this really cool thing that I've seen, then they're going to be willing to jump on board. How did you realize that that was going to be the case?
1: Um, just because I already had already had, had about one to two years experience in this yeah. space. It kind of just, you know, it's was, it was just something I picked up on. You know, a lot of the kids that were using the platform were like, you know, ranging 16 to 23 year olds. So a lot of them are, were just like immature in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I had seen other people try to create businesses in the past and there were some who were just a little bit more reluctant to use it. Cause once again, it's that like trust factor if you like, you know, so just, it it, it, it seemed like it was much more respectable if I was recommending it versus like, right. Hey, it's my platform. Go use it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, oh, that's a good idea.
0: That's a good idea. Well, so let's talk about the Snow Agency. Um, tell me about what you what you're doing now, uh, kind of the market that you serve, and the impact that it has.
1: So, the Snow Agency. Now, we primarily work with e-commerce brands, although we have some other clients, some apps, some real estate uh, real estate agencies. Um, and just like we, the whole point of our agency is that we're implementing the same processes and the same strategies and the same insights as to how we grew our own brand so quickly and rapidly and that unprecedented growth and now we're able to offer all our clients that same service mm-hmm. so we've simply been doing that and the the process is working tremendously well in the last 6 months we've already grown over 7 brands from under 30,000 a month to revenue to now those six brands are doing between 500,000 and a million dollars a month. Wow. Um, is this, we don't have that for every client. We have many clients are not doing that, but, sure. um, as you know, each, each brand or client or service has, um, there are sometimes like deficiencies trying to get them up to speed on what we need to succeed. But yeah, our, uh, over overall, um, process has been working really well. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and what you're doing is a little different, I think, than uh maybe the traditional, you know, whenever we talk about digital marketing and we talk about social media management and things like that. So you want to explain um, you know, what what's different how snow media works. So when someone goes out and they check out the snow agency.com, uh, which is where your your website is, um, you know what are they looking at? what What makes this service unique or different from someone that you know says oh, i'm 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 a digital marketer or I do social media management.
1: So the main thing that differentiates us is that like I like to say, we're not just button pushers. You know we're helping you as your extended marketing partner and sometimes even operations partner if that's what it's needed. Mm-hmm. You know because we have so much experience growing our own businesses, once we do get those clients that we're really scaling, we're able to support them on things, not just related to Facebook ads, I like to call button pushing. You know, we're helping them with whatever they need possible that they might not even know they need until they, they realize it. Reading right. from fulfilling partners to merchant processing, to, um, you know, content, influencers, celebrities, um, even getting the proper credit cards, you know, proper even banking um, referrals. So just because we have so much experience growing mm-hmm. these businesses, we now are able to help our clients when they need that as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I know, you know, one of the things that I that I hear fairly frequently when it comes to the digital marketing space, you know, it's sort of this, um, almost this wild west right now. There's so many things happening. There's so many changes happening. There's always something new and different. But sometimes it's hard for people to understand what to do, where to go. And so oftentimes as a business owner, and especially in small, mid-sized companies, it's like... Uh, it's like, we know we need to be out there. We know we need to be doing something, but we really don't know what it is. Like, where do we take that first step? So when you're working with someone and, and trying to help them um, develop a strategy, what are some, some key notes uh, or, or some kind of key trip uh, uh, tips that you give to people to understand? Like, where does that first step start? What do we, what do, we do to put ourselves out there in this, uh, in this social world?
1: So the first step I tell everyone is just getting us user-generated content. Hmm. Um, simply getting content from your customers, or if you do understand what your ideal customer looks like, getting content from people who may look like the ideal customer. Right, and it also adds that trust factor. You know, whether it's you're a real estate agent or you're an e-commerce brand or you're an app, if someone um, looks and talks like you and is promoting the product more often than not, you can relate to this person. Mm-hmm. And then for us as an agency, you know, we're able to put this content in front of the right people, in front of the right, uh, you know, database audience, et cetera, that represents this person. And we're able then we're able to make the landing page to convert and everything along those lines, mm-hmm. but um, typically getting us that content that we need.
0: And so when you say user generated explain that so you know we're talking about the ideal uh, ideal customer uh, kind of that ideal profile that're we're, that we're going after so um, are those things we're going to go to our customers and get information on um, is it you know quite specific questions that we're trying to ask them what are we um, what are we doing to try to generate that 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 user content
1: so there are a few ways one is um, simply seeing who's who's left uh good reviews on your website because yeah. obviously they left good reviews number one they already probably have the product right number two they'd probably be more than willing to leave you a free video if you send them maybe another free product or discount or something along those lines right so that's fruit. another one is to then look at who's actively engaging with your content Mm-hmm. Um, there's even apps out there that show you who are your top fans on social media or on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So reaching out to your top fans is another easy way to, to get them to once again, give free content or discounted con dis, dis- sorry, free product or discounted product right. to leave you, uh, a video, um, another way is to even find competitor brands and find their top fans oh, and right. offer them free product. Uh, another way, great way is Fiverr. Fiverr has tons of people, all they do is, is make testimonial videos for you at very cheap costs. Mm. Um, that's another really easy way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are all pretty, good pretty, uh, pretty.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Well, so the other thing that, um, you know, that I, I can sometimes be the mysterious in this space is all the different platforms out there. And you know, over the last few years, it's like everybody obviously knows about Facebook, and then constantly, um, you know, new things are coming up. So, depending on where your audience is, you may be focused on LinkedIn, and then the Instagram and Twitter, and then now TikTok is kind of making a presence. And um, but it seems like every six months there's uh, there's a either a new platform or something that's generating some interest. So, how do we determine where our best spend is? Uh, you know what? where we need to invest our resources to make sure that we're getting the best bang for our buck.
1: Um, for one, I would see what, what is working and focusing on that. Because the other thing I see is I've seen in the past is that you know everyone has limited bandwidth and just mental capacity. So you're always trying to hop on that new trend, that new this that typically I find that doesn't work. Um, trying to become a master at what is, what is working right now, I think is the best way to do it. And once you have that down as a process, maybe then move on to the, you can move on to a new platform, but trying to just figure all the platforms out at once before you're an expert at one, um, in my opinion is, is, uh, a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say focusing right now, at least Facebook, Instagram and Google are like the, you know, Holy three, whatever you want to call it for just customer acquisition, uh, in 2020. Uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of hype around Snapchat, Pinterest, even TikTok mm-hmm. nowadays, but if you're able to focus on Google, um, search display, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, I guarantee, you know, there's more than enough ad spend where mm-hmm. that you'll have, you know, a ton of success if you're able to master that. So, right. Yeah, that's good advice. Good,
0: good thing to be thinking of. So, um, so what are the advantages for uh, a a company to you know look into something like the snow agency? So, you know, you talk about you know trying to to be an expert in a particular space on a particular platform, Um, and and I think that's something that a lot of people think out there if they're running their business to say, well, I can do this on my own. I can go out and run a Facebook ad, or I can do a Google ad. what do you tell someone what's kind of the reason or the advantage they really maybe need to be looking to outsource something like that to, to someone like you or your agency, um, and helping with this, uh, unique aspect of their business.
1: The one thing I like to, 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 to reference is that I understand that, um, you know, it definitely costs more money to hire someone to do it yourself. But you know, the number one thing is let's say our, our, we're taking, um, 20% of the ad spend, you know, when we ask, uh, you know, the brand owner, do you think that we can do a 20% better job after, you know, it's probably spending tens of thousands of hours at this point right. on the Facebook ads, doing it all day, all night, not just that understanding content, you know, um, landing pages, conversion rates, all that other stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I like to, to, just, to just reference that because that's kind of like our, our, uh, typical fee structure. Um, And not only that, you know, you're getting an expert. If you try to hire an expert, um, in-house like that, you'd be paying significantly and substantially more. And the other thing about that is that you would also then be, um, there'd be no one to kind of oversee them versus having an agency. You have an entire team at your disposal. Yeah. Um, that more often than not probably already has experience with a brand in your industry. Um, so, yeah. So, there are many, many reasons.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, I, and th- those are you know, some important ones. And I, I agree with everything you're saying there. There's a lot of value in having a team and just kind of the different minds that go into something to make the best decisions. And, um, and then the other thing, just you know, that's one more thing to take off their plate, uh, one less thing for them to deal with. And you know, the same reason they are generally in business, whatever their business is, is to, uh, to be the expert in their space. Um, sometimes it's most beneficial just to trust the experts in that space to go handle that that part of your business, so that you can focus on whatever the other um, high payoff activity is that you have in your business. So, no, that's that's great and good advice. Um, the the other question that I have for you, Daniel, is, and again, just you know, kind of based on feedback that I uh, tend to hear quite a bit whenever I'm talking to people about this industry and this part of their business, is the um, the return on investment and, and being able to quantify their spend. Uh, you know, we, we go out and we do a Facebook ad. We go out and we do a Google ad, as an example. In certain businesses, especially service-based businesses, sometimes it's difficult to really see the exact impact of that. Um, so, do you have some metrics that you put in place or, or how do you recommend people look at and think about the ROI that comes along with digital marketing?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the very first thing we do when we onboard any client is to calculate their, their fixed costs so that we can figure out a KPI on their break even, and then a KPI on, on what it means to, to be profitable and profitable at scale. Mm -hmm. So that's the very first thing we're doing is, is, is calculating those metrics. Um, but the other thing to consider is that, you know, especially Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera a lot of these, especially when you're running these platforms at the same time, there's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of fall off that just, you know, someone might see a Facebook ad now convert five days, 10 days later, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Facebook and, and Google overall don't do that great of a job of, uh, attributing that ad spend to that conversion. Mm. So for that reason, we typically look, we have our clients to get more holistic view of total marketing spend to the total revenue. Yeah. Um, Versus looking at oh, today we might get a 1.5x return ad spend, but spend to revenue might have been a three x. Right. So yeah,
0: that's no well, and that is good advice. I like that because um, you know, just having a similar conversation with someone the other day, and we were talking about quantifying that spend. And that, um, uh, you know, sometimes we look at it and we say, well, I didn't get any phone calls. You know, I put this phone number out there and I didn't need phone calls from that. No, but your web traffic increased and your conversions, you know, your leads increased and all these other things happened that were attributed to the marketing efforts that you had early on. So, um, being able to look at that more holistically is... Very valuable for a business to really see is this working or is it not, and, um, and being able to really quantify something that sometimes can be a bit intangible. Uh, well, Daniel, this is really good, and I, and I appreciate you kind of taking a deep dive into the industry. I think, again, you know, a lot of the feedback that I get is that it's like this the digital marketing space can be so confusing. Um, and so I appreciate you taking some time just to dive into some of those things and help us understand it. Uh, before we head out of here, how can we learn more about you and connect with you and some of the resources and information that you have out there?
1: So if you want to find me on Instagram, um, my Instagram name is at Dapper, D-A-P-P-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, my website at the You can email me Dan at the snow agency.com. Or if you want to find me on Twitter, it's only Daniel snow. Um, and yeah, it's LinkedIn. Probably find me Daniel snow as well. Perfect. So there you go. All right. Well, very good, and uh, we'll put uh, we'll
0: put a couple of connections in the show notes, along with a um, a link to uh, the uh, the agency, so that you can check out that website for anyone that wants to take a closer look and see how Daniel and his team may be able to help you. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for taking the time to to join us and to share this information, and uh, really appreciate what you're doing and helping businesses grow and thrive. So. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your time today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having
0: me. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit employerblueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit kylegorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day today's episode was produced by just you marketing for all of your podcast needs just you marketing has you covered be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts if you have any questions we'd love to hear from you and you could reach us at podcast at com.